Hello, hello, and welcome to Weirdos. I'm Jay. And I'm Kellen. And you are joining us for our fourth episode. What? what? Um, This one is simply called Horror. (laughs) Mouth trumpet for the win. Zing. Yeah, like no, I'm <laughs> I'm just like pretending like I pushed a button on my computer that's not here. Bing for sound effects. <clears throat> wah, wah. Maybe we'll get something like that one day. <laughs> one day. <laughs> um so when we were coming up with ideas for different episodes, we're trying to think of things that would be interesting to talk about, things that would be fun to talk about, things that would be easy to talk about. And I think horror um is gonna be one of those that is just gonna flow yeah yeah that's like uh that's like your thing (laughs) definitely my wheelhouse (laughs) not to put you in a box but yeah if if we were on uh jeopardy uh and horror was a category i would just go ahead and hand you the controller (laughs) (laughs) i appreciate that (laughs) go go and everybody else does that too even with uh movies in general you know like uh we play trivia every week a couple of us and not to brag but we've been going for about 10 weeks now and we've come in first place every time so not to brag but um <laughs> humble brag i will say that when y'all were doing your uh, zoom trivia the last one you did was a horror trivia a certain someone uh smoked everybody else yeah and i had money on that horse <laughs> <laughs> no one wanted to do horror it was halloween right like nobody wanted yes. to do it and i tried to make it like not necessarily pop culture, like horror movies and stuff, because I knew the clientele who, who was playing. Um, right. And I'm like, Kellen's totally going to win this. Like the only other person <laughs> that could have beat you was Brett. And I don't think he played, right? No, he did not. Yeah. Play he, he, he might've, he might've gotten close, but, uh, and yeah, you know, when we, when we go out and there's horror questions involved in our trivia, I'm usually the one who knows, but you know, I, I have one that's haunted me ever since. So growing up, you know, what, uh, I didn't watch a lot of movies as a kid growing up because my mom wouldn't let me. Like, um, it was it was bad language, and you know I don't swear, so <laughs> I, I wasn't allowed to watch that stuff. She wouldn't even let me buy Creed's first CD for a long time. I'm like, they're a Christian band, Mom. God, come on! <laughs> um, I finally got that and changed my life. But um, I didn't watch a lot of horror movies back then. So what? What? A lot of what I do now, and if, if you don't know and you're listening, is I have several pages on Facebook, one of which is called Sad Spaceman Video, which is a spinoff of Sad Spaceman, which is my music uh, quote-unquote company uh, where I book bands and, and all that. So right. I started watching old horror movies, and I, I, I love horror. Like, I'm just obsessed with it. So I'm like, you know what? If I'm watching this, like, I, how, do I, how do I let the world know I'm watching this? Like, sure, I can say on Facebook, Jay Greg is watching so-and-so, but that's not fun. So I started this video page that's just like, horror and sci-fi but it's like 90 percent horror where i will watch a movie like brand new movie movie from the 60s uh from the 80s which was the best for horror and i'll i'll watch it rewatch them and i'll write a review and some of the reviews are great i honestly think and some of them are not great and and, you know they're hit or miss but it's it's something for me it's almost become like a job for me like now i start doing the top five and my least favorite movie of the week i'm like i have to watch at least six movies this week like (laughs) it's becoming a bit of a chore but still fun but Going and if you right. haven't if you haven't seen that page, go check it out. Sad Spaceman videos on Facebook. Uh, if you like horror, I, I have to say the reviews are definitely sometimes even brutally honest. So, <laughs> very like the the ones I did today, they were not very good movies. Uh, but um, 
I do that now, but horror is really something that's come into me for the last maybe 10 years, um, but more so now, like I'm just, I'm just more into it. So uh, one night at trivia, one of the questions that was about you know, horror movie killers and I, I didn't get it right. And it was oh, this, no. I'm, I'm going to see if you can get it right. And of course the question's not going to be exactly right, but um, it's a horror movie. The killer was from Ohio. Do you know any killers that are from Ohio? Uh, so michael michael myers <laughs> is from indiana Haddonsville, right. and yes okay so this guy was from ohio and he was a divorcee okay so uh, that completely threw me and i'm like i have no clue what horror person icon was divorced was it buffalo bill no it wasn't ah oh, okay freddy krueger ah so never in his that. past life, like he was married at a time. And you find that out, I think, in Nightmare on Elm Street 4 or 5. And, and for the huge buffs out there, I'm sorry if that's incorrect. But you find that out later in the series. I never watched later in the series. Like I watched the first one and I caught bits and pieces of the other ones. And I saw the right. remake, which is not something you should watch unless you're able to disassociate that from the original. Because, you know, Robert England is is and always will be Freddy Krueger. So yeah, to think that you can remake that movie and have someone else do it is just a train wreck waiting to happen. The movie isn't bad. I think you said you haven't seen it, right? Yeah. You said it was the guy from Watchmen that yeah, plays. Uh, which to be yeah, to be fair, it's a great casting. If you had to try to replace Robert England, um uh, that actor and I'm blanking on his name, um uh, um, Jackie Earl Haley, I think. Yes, Jackie Earl Haley. That would have been a, that's a, a, probably as close as you're going to get, especially if you're going grittier. Yeah, and I thought he was great. Um, he was very he was more burnt burnt up. You know, of course, effects are different today than they were then. Um, but the movie itself is okay. Um, I know a lot. I know everybody hates it. Everyone craps on it, but it's just because we already have in our mind what Nightmare on Elm Street is. Right. Like we already know what that is, and it's not that guy. Same thing with, uh, I just watched uh, Black Christmas. I don't know, have you ever seen Black Christmas? There's three no. of them. So the original is from the 70s, and it's fantastic. The remake was from the 2000s, and it was awful. And then they remade it again. Uh, it was not? in, yeah, why not? Money, money, money. Um, <laughs> came out Christmas last year. And uh, I have a funny joke about it, but I can't tell it on here because Lindsay will stab me. But remind me <laughs> to text you if I haven't told you already. I'll text you later. But um, they remade Black Christmas. And if you remake stuff, you're supposed to make it your own. Like, I get that. But they took the plot and completely changed everything. The only uh, thing that was consistent is it's uh, a sorority on the holidays and someone's trying to kill them. But... Uh, the remake from the 2000s had basically the same plot. They changed a little bit, but this one completely changed. I'm like, why, why do you do this to yourselves? Because you, it has terrible reviews. If you're a horror buff, you, you just tore into it the first second you got. If they had made this movie on their own, they could have made this movie on their own, called it something different, and it would have been better because we didn't associate it with the original. Right. And no one would have known. Like, the only reason I was excited about it is because Imogene Poots is in it. Um, right and she's Adorable. fantastic yeah uh, i think vivarium is that the one you watched with her yes in? oh god it was super weird it was such such a hard <laughs> movie to, to to finish it was easy uh, to watch hard to finish <laughs> i loved like, where the one sense. guy like slipped underneath the curb and like went into like a blanket <laughs> of another dimension of situation have you seen green room 
Green Room. No, not yet. Okay, That's so on my she's list. in. Yeah, she's in that too. Um, with Anton Yelkin, who rest in peace, is one of my favorite actors on this planet. Um, he passed away. I, I guess it's been two years now. His own car backed over him in his own driveway, which oh, is just that, yeah. not fair. Uh, he was in so he's, he did so many good movies, but he's in Green Room, which is about a punk band that goes and play ends up playing at a white supremacist like facility. Okay, and then uh, more or less get held hostage. Uh, it's it's uh, him and Imogene Poots, and Patrick Stewart is the leader of the Nazis. If that's yeah. not enough to sell you, I don't know what is. But that movie's fantastic. Definitely um, check that one out. But um, <laughs> look, we've already almost 10 minutes and we've just been rambling about different stuff, but that's what this, <laughs> this category is going to be just because I, I may or may not be obsessed with horror. <laughs> you know, um, you talked about your mom, not letting you watch that kind of, those kind of movies uh, back in the day. My mom was weird. Like when Ace Ventura came out, I remember trying to watch it from the <laughs> stairs, but my mom was having none of it. I was not allowed to watch that. But when I was like six or seven, I vividly remember sitting in a dark room on the couch with my mom watching the original child's play. (laughs) And um, I told you this before, I have a great, great Chucky story. Uh, Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're on our time now, so everybody has time to listen to my story. So I had a My Buddy doll. I got it for Christmas one year. Loved it. That was my wrestling buddy, my, you know, uh, hangout companion um and i had a, I, then i had a sister uh i think she was born the same year i got the doll that's not important other than the fact that i have a sister mm-hmm. so flash forward to when she was maybe six or seven i'm a six and a half years older than her so i was about 12 and she got a glimpse of chucky the movie it freaked her out and being a kid she couldn't disassociate the my buddy doll to Chucky. Mm-hmm. So in her mind, Chucky was living in our house. I loved my my buddy doll. But apparently I loved my sister more. And I was getting older. And so, you know, my more buddy mature. yeah, more mature. My buddy was just kind of sitting in the corner at this point. So I made it I made a deal with my mom uh and dad and I was like, okay, well I'll I'll hide him away so that she can't see him in case I want to get him out and play with him or whatever. So one of the first places I hit him was in the hall closet when you came through our front door in the very top. My sister never goes into the fall, the hall closet. Guess who goes in the hall closet and Chucky pops out from the top <laughs> and scares the bejesus out of her. Oh my God, Chucky's <laughs> going to kill me. So we hide him again another couple of times. Every time we hid him, for whatever reason, she would just happen to go wherever he was. I don't know if he was <laughs> calling to her in her nightmares, but... <laughs> It finally came, it was like, we got to get rid of the My Buddy doll. And I'm like, okay, but we can't get rid of it by just throwing him away. That's not good enough. She's going to think he's going to come back. Mm-hmm. So And possess her body. <laughs> right, because that's the whole premise of the movie. And obviously she's a great target because she's a six-year-old girl. <laughs> so <laughs> my parents had a 55-gallon drum that they used as a burn barrel. And so the... the plan was we were going to light the stuff that was in the burn barrel and put Chucky in. And from the safety of our back porch, she was going to watch Chucky go away forever (laughs) into the great unknown. Uh So everything's going as planned. Well, apparently whatever the 
rubber plastic material his head was made of, it started to swell. And <laughs> I kid you not, his head exploded and threw burning embers into the sky. And for one last time, my sister, oh my God, Chucky's going to kill me. <laughs> I still laugh at that story because I'm like, what are the, like he didn't just melt and go away. He had to just one final time scare the bejesus out of her so maybe maybe she was right maybe that was chucky maybe he was really possessed and he <laughs> charles he lee ray one more charles lee ray gave one more hurrah to try to to try to get my sister <laughs> that's fantastic um you said ace ventura my mom almost made us leave the movie theaters during ace ventura <laughs> was um, it the scene uh, in the beginning where the lady thanked him for rescuing her puppy um no that was probably like <laughs> It definitely didn't help, <laughs> um, but I remember the only thing I vividly remember is her t- saying it's too much language. Uh, again, you know, that's her. Right. But uh, I also bought Nutty Professor on VHS, and she made me take that back to Walmart. I remember well, that. My mom made me throw away a copy of Life of Brian because it was sacrilege. What? Uh, we can talk <laughs> about that one next week. Um, <laughs> Chucky's another movie they remade. Um, oh, I think God. you you. You didn't like it. Right? I think we, yeah, we had different opinions of it. I think you thought it was okay. I absolutely hated it. Yeah. And I, I think, I, 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 like, I, the reason I hated it is because the premise was stupid to me. Like, I, I yeah. get that the whole idea of him using some kind of ancient Indian, you know, spell to put his soul into this doll is totally unbelievable. But even more unbelievable to me is that a manufacturing company would manufacture a doll where somebody could go in and basically turn off the, you know, don't murder people. Like that was an option Mm -hmm. in the controls is don't cuss and uh, don't murder. So that, that when I saw that, it just kind of ruined the whole thing for me. Plus I, I I didn't like the look of him. There's something iconic about the original Chucky face. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like I I get everything you said there, but I guess my thing was like, I separated enough from the original where I still liked it. I think the concept was there too. Like, um, him being able to to be on like the cloud and Wi-Fi and affect other things and control other things like that's that's a very creepy concept. Yeah, I get what like, they were trying to do. Anything with that. Being able to do that, modernize it. There was a movie when I was a kid called Ghost in the Machine, and I can't remember to save my life who was in it, but it was about a killer who was electrocuted, I think, and then he became just like this electrical entity, and he could go into machines. So he was like trying to kill this woman. He like went into her dishwasher and her microwave and. Like, wow. that's what they were trying to do with Chucky except now we have that technology and they could totally do that if they wanted to yeah absolutely um, so there's obviously tons of horror out there and, and this may be a hard question but if you know gun to your head one horror franchise that just stands above the rest which one is that for you so franchise like just... yeah like I have a guess but I want to hear oh, yeah like franchise just like your your top three horror anything's franchise killer whatever like what what just does it for you it doesn't matter how bad it is it doesn't matter how great it is but like just something that that so, is, I mean, well, that has a connection to you if i mean if we're thinking if we're thinking just like if if it's a horror movie that i could just sit down and watch it any time it's probably evil dead 2 um okay yeah, yeah evil, obviously evil. <laughs> well i mean evil dead <laughs> and i look back evil dead is fine um it's it's nothing great. I, I'm not trying to put it down. It it, it I, 
I think it's definitely one of the more important horror movies to come out of the you know mm-hmm. late seventies, I think it was, uh, or early eighties. Um, but Evil Dead Two is I think just eighty one. Okay, Evil Dead Two is just almost it, it's as close to perfect as a campy eighties style, just goofy horror romp could be. And and the the mm-hmm. jump scares are there. The acting mm-hmm. is over the top you you know i i prefer if i have to pick a genre of horror uh i prefer b movies I, I grew up watching you know upn 30 the saturday matinee movies uh watching mm-hmm. those just the, the toxic avenger oh yeah um, those just crappy b movies i think the, uh one of the ones you helped me find i can't man i can't remember the name dead no not dead zone what is the one where the, oh, the uh, stephen king one yeah um, that was uh, that was one that that sticks out. The cover has the skull with the uh, graveyard shift, cap on. Graveyard shift. Graveyard shift. Yeah, yeah that yeah, one yeah, sticks yeah. out because I remember watching that at my neighbor's house. Um, and I mean, it's just it's it's not a you know Hollywood blockbuster style movie. It's just a minimal budget. You know, the actors you know are most for the most part no name people. Um, I will say there's some movies that I really enjoy that are like most people probably haven't seen. Like, have mm-hmm. you ever seen Needful Things? Yes. I love that. That's movie. Stephen King. It also, is Stephen right? King. Yeah. It's Ed, Ed Harris yeah. stars in that one yeah. as a uh, small town sheriff. Uh, I love that movie. And, you know, even now I watch it and I'm not watching it through you know, young eyes, I'm watching it as an adult and I still have a fond, you know, soft spot for that movie. So yeah, to answer your question, Evil Dead's mine, but I mean, give me a good, you know, cheesy B movie, B horror movie. Uh, and I'm in <laughs> yeah, like, obviously I think you know me well enough. Like I, I can see my bookshelf from here and one whole section is dedicated to Evil Dead, Bruce Campbell, <laughs> right. everything, you know, um, and that's not what my guess was going to be, even though that completely makes sense. But I was going to say Puppet Master. Oh, yeah. Well, see, that, that falls into that category of, of cheesy B-movies. That was, gro- I mean, growing up, I grew up watching, um, uh, oh, wow. Why is my, it's Tales from the Crypt. There we go. Saturday night, yeah. uh, watching Tales from the Crypt. After Saturday Night Live would go off, uh, Tales from the Crypt would come on. And uh, there's still some of those that I can vividly remember what happened in them. I actually own a life-size um, Crypt Keeper. Um, you still on yeah, that? I still, I have to repair him every now and then because he's a little worse for wear, but, but yeah, Puppet Master, love Puppet Master. And those movies, if I'm being a hundred percent honest, mm. are terrible as far as <laughs> yes. the story. Is, uh, the, there's no, there's no awards being won for acting in any of those, but Mm-mm. or effects but it's another movie that I, I could pop i've got the the full set on dvd i think i think you have them on blu-ray or will have them on blu-ray spoilers uh i, I will have them yes yeah, so spoiler uh, alert I, yeah i love them i and i remember watching those at my grandmother's house uh you know 10 11 years old they would come on uh on saturdays the old puppet master movie the old two lines puppets that i i remember seeing as a kid, the uh, leech woman and thinking that was like the grossest and coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, that's, I'm, I'm the same way. Um, I, of course, like I said, I didn't, I didn't get to see, I didn't get to watch a lot of movies technically growing up. So I had to sneak them in. 
on uh, TV. And I remember like a lot of the sad spaceman stuff I see now is I, I'll, I'll think back in the day when I was a kid and we would go to the video store in Hartsville oh, and, um, <laughs> and we would see, um, you know, you see the, the VHS tapes sitting there and you see all these different covers like that's so weird. That's so creepy. And like, I try to go back and think of all those movies that I saw then and go find them and watch them. Like right. that's fun to me because back then I'm like, that looks so scary. Like I really want to watch that. And then I watch it now and I'm like, this is awful. But every now and then there's like a good one. Like um, there's one called basket case. Like I always saw it back in the day. I'm like, I really want to watch that movie, but I was a kid. I couldn't watch it. And then I got to watch it and it was kind of cool, but it's also kind of awful. Just like the puppet master movies. Like I love that B movie horror stuff too. And that's full moon features, which is just all they make. Like that's right. all they make is 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 garbage movies. But some of them are just it, yeah. wonderful and like cult classics. Yeah. There's um, a there's a Van Damme I, movie, and, and I've I've had you go and look out for it, Death Warrant. Mm-hmm. And part of my appeal to that movie is you know Jean Claude Van Damme does all these you know action movies and stuff, and this one is more of like a suspense horror movie um, because of the main character, the Sandman, who is to me up there as far as you know creepiest movie villains if you've never seen that movie that guy will creep you out just his face he's this i mean he he could have been a horror franchise himself that character um but yeah uh-huh. yeah there's a, those hidden gems those not great movies that people don't know of they don't get any love or promotion but they're there <clears throat> yeah that's one movie i haven't seen death warrant I can't remember the last Jean-Claude movie I've seen <laughs> at all, but I definitely haven't seen that one. Um, yeah, like Trauma. Yes. I, I love Trauma. Like, there's a lot of people who hate Trauma. I get it. I completely right. get it. But I love it. And I, I love Lloyd Kaufman. Like, we met him, was it uh, two years ago? Uh, that sounds about right. I guess. Like, we got to meet him here in Hermitage. And, like, he was super nice. Like, he's getting old. Like, I worry <laughs> about him. But, you know, they're remaking The Toxic Avenger. So, like... He's been doing this for 40 plus years. I'm sure he hasn't made a ton of money. And now he's going to get like a big budget version of his masterpiece. Right. So like, I'm very excited about that with Peter Dinklage, who's going to be toxic, which is crazy to me. Uh, I mean, I guess he's going to grow. Like I assume he's just going to like grow. After nothing against, no, yeah, mutated, nothing against but... Peter Dinklage. He's an amazing, fantastic actor. It's just, I don't, I don't know. I just don't see that working. But I mean, I'm hoping. I'm I guess we'll surprised. find out in yeah, about since, four years. Uh, since Uncle Lloyd's going to be a producer on that movie, I'm sure. Um... Yeah, I, I still need him to. Uh, I'm sure he's listening. <laughs> so I sent you a script last year. I need you to uh, get that back to me. I guess I need. I'm going to wait till this whole pandemic's over, and then I'm going to send it out again. Um, so, you know, who knows if he got right. it or not? I, I like to tell myself he didn't because. I thought it was good. <laughs> I enjoyed <laughs> reading it. He probably did. He's like in the trash. Yeah. And I'm like, I stopped working on the sequel because I'm like, was well, this just wasting my time? And, and if you don't know what I'm talking about is I, I wrote a movie script. It's called the hobo diaries. So years ago um, at my office, I was working at, there was a homeless man named Larry who would always come in and harass the attractive women. And uh, I would see it and we would make fun. Like, and, and then, okay, you don't make fun of people. But I would make fun of Larry, the homeless man. And he always had like the perfect slick back hair. I'm like, how does he do that? <laughs> and I'm like, I bet he uses like a fish skeleton and some oil he finds in an old tin can. Like I had this idea in my head and one of the girls was like, you should make a comic book. So I made a comic book, a very poorly drawn <laughs> comic book 
it's on Facebook too. It's the it's called the Hobo Diaries, and it's facebook.com slash C Larry Run because the Hobo Diaries was already taken and Larry the Hobo was already wow. taken. So I got I'm like, all right, see Larry Run. There it is. But I did this comic forever, and I think it's I think it's fun. It's just about a it started out as something completely different and then it evolved into what it is. But I thought it, you know, it was fun. It it kept me busy. And then I'm like, you know what, I can make this into a movie. So I wrote this movie script about this hobo Larry. And how he has to fight a race of lizard people <laughs> that's trying to infiltrate the government. Which is real. And 100% I started real. on it, which is real. Yeah, it's based on a true story. <laughs> and then uh, I think I got about halfway through a sequel where it's going to be set in Christmas. And he's uh, fighting Robo Santa, who is half robot, half Santa, obviously. <laughs> um, but I sent off to Troma and never heard back. So I, I also I was like, who, who else can I send this to? Because I, I wrote it specifically for Troma because... Like I added like boobs and stuff like that, that, that appeals to them and what's in their films. I'm like, who else can I send this to? I'm like, you know, if full moon makes a bunch of garbage, I'm going to send it to full moon and full moon actually contacted me back. And the guy who owns it is like, he, he, he doesn't accept anything. He comes up with all the ideas himself. He directs most of the stuff himself. Like it's oh, all, wow. he won't accept anything, which is, which is wild to me. I'm like, this dude comes up with all these ideas. That's why they're so <laughs> terrible. Cause he's ran, he ran out of ideas in the, in the early nineties. Um, but, but I, um, I think that you talked about the Sandman being one of the previous things. I think really like when you think of besides Sandman, like what other horror? So, um, villains out there have really creeped you out so i don't know it might be easier to go through what didn't <laughs> like so the <laughs> leprechaun the leprechaun movies doesn't mm-hmm. freak me out at all that I, he's not even creepy looking to me i don't get that um you know freddy freddy as a idea is terrifying um, I've always yeah. said that, you know, if I was going, if like, if you're in a horror movie, like the easiest people to avoid are Michael Myers and Jason and Pinhead, you know, you can, you can avoid the places they haunt, but you know, if Freddie, you, you got to go to sleep, <laughs> he haunts your dreams, but the character right. himself is almost kind of a caricature of a horror uh, villain. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, like the first one is not bad but as you go through the movies he kind of starts to become more comical like they're they're trying to he's almost trying to be like the uh the funny man while also murdering Mm -hmm. you know teens and children um with the puns yeah yeah. (laughs) um you know uh, i think the people who are realistic Maybe not what they do mm-hmm. is realistic, but real people like the idea of Jason isn't terrifying to me because there's, I mean, he he's not going to survive everything that gets thrown at him. That's, I mean, it's it's supernatural, and then you start. Well, I mean, he went to space and got <laughs> frozen, and like he he survived a lot. <laughs> well, I mean, look at Michael Myers. Laurie Strode cut his head off in one of the movies, and he still come back comes back and. <laughs> haunts her more well we changed the timeline <laughs> Kelly. come on but i think it's the people that are realistic like the texas chainsaw massacre that's horrifying because that could be a there well, could be you know that could happen the yeah, first one. yeah well i mean yeah how many of you I've seen? seen the first one i've seen the remake i want to see the matthew mcconaughey one um oh they're, they're i've heard so it's bad. terrible and i think that's the uh, reason i want to matthew mcconaughey i own them all you can borrow them <laughs> but um 
the first one is terrifying and it was more terrifying then because it, I, like I would love to have been alive then and saw it in theaters. The remake was good. I, I, I think it gets a lot of flack, but I like the remake. Um, but the, uh, the uh, two, three and, and four are just, they're not good. Um, they're, they're camping. Right. They're fun. But uh, I watched a documentary about it, and like you know, Gunner, the guy who played Leatherface the first time, like he kept wanting to come back, and they would never pay him enough. He pay, they paid him like six hundred dollars a week to do this wow. stuff, and he wanted more money. They wouldn't bring him back, so they they changed. I think almost every movie is a different Leatherface, but he also gets comical. Like the second one is just over the top, absurd. Right, and I I don't know what makes I don't know if it's a, like a rights thing or or what it is, but same thing with like you said with Freddie, like. The first one, he was creepy. Like, I never thought Freddy Krueger was scary. He's just never been scary to me. The concept is scary. But he also became just comical. Leprechaun, he went to the hood and to space. Jason Voorhees went to space. The only one who never got comical was Michael right. Myers. But his some of his sequels were terrible. But he was always one of those that... I think the first Halloween, like, Gun to Head is probably my favorite horror movie ever. Right. Like, I think it's 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 pretty perfect. He's he is as creepy as can be. Like the scene with him in the yard with the clotheslines, like he's there and then he's not freaked me out. Him beside the bushes and then he's gone freak me out. Like he always freaked me out. Like the simplicity, yeah. like real too, but simplicity. Like the strangers, like masks like that, where it's just like a bag uh, or like a baby doll face. Like stuff like that is creepier to me than you know knives on your fingers and chainsaws and And when you talk about the first halloween i think what's so brilliant about that movie is it's the suspense leading up to the you know the climax of the movie it's not littered with murder like that's kind of like where horror movies have gone i'm not a super big fan of a lot of the newer horror movies that go into that what i what's called murder porn kind of stuff where it's like let's see how bad Mm -hmm. we can maim and kill people like the first halloween like torture halloween i mean there's what two kills maybe i think in the first 15 20 minutes i know he he kills the the driver to steal the vehicle um i think he may kill Mm -hmm. one other person i I can't remember in detail yeah he kills the girl in the beginning yeah that's right he kills he kills his sister and then kills the guy and Mm -hmm. he drives to the town and that's what's so terrifying about that movie is that Laurie Strode, I, they retconned it. We talked, you just talked about that a minute ago. That he becomes his, her, she becomes his sister in later movies, but that he she was never his mm-hmm. sister. And that's what's so terrifying about that. It's like he fixated on her because she's just delivering uh, a letter to the house, dropping something off yeah. at the house, and he sees her and the stalking that the building up to that climax is so terrifying. Like you said, he pops up behind the, the uh, um, clotheslines. He pops up behind the bush and then he's gone. There's no, it's not just her running for her life the whole time. It's just her having a normal night and then all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think that movie's, pr- I also love H2O. Yes. And, um, and I think that's probably one a lot of people hate by love. And and maybe it was because of Josh Hartnett and Man Crush, <laughs> but I enjoyed H2O a lot. And that's the one where he gets his head chopped right. off in the end. But then he comes back and kills her in the next one. And then they make Resurrection. <laughs> uh, my wife would agree with yeah, you. Yeah, with Buster uh, Rhymes. Halloween 1 and Halloween H2O are uh, her two favorite movies, uh, horror movies. I also, I think, like I loved Halloween 2. It got bad reviews, but I love the fact that it picked up right where the other one left off. Right. Like I love that. It's like one continuous movie. 
but probably my third or fourth favorite one in the in the series besides the new one because new one was good it basically just recycled the first right. one the original but uh, i loved halloween three and see i've never seen that is that that's not season of the witch is it Okay, okay. Yes, Season of the Witch. So John Carpenter had originally intended for Halloween to be an anthology series. So he had no intention of Michael Myers appearing in another movie. So they they made the sequel as a money grab. It worked out for the most part. Um, And then he had this idea for another one. So Season of the Witch is where it's a company making Halloween masks. And then they play this commercial and the masks like take control of the kids. Oh, wow. So... I loved it. Like it's it's campy and it's fun and it's one of those movies that uh, everybody hates. But when you go back and watch it, everybody right. loves it. Like you hated it in the beginning because you're like, okay, it's been 45 minutes and I haven't seen Michael Myers yet. What <laughs> is going on? And I like I can't even imagine if John Carpenter if they had let him do what he had had intended. So Halloween one through six would all be completely different films. And he did a movie called Body Bags, which he starred in, too, as a mortician. And uh, it's an anthology movie. It's got three stories with one that ties them all together. It was fantastic. Like, I couldn't even imagine if they let him have free reign, free reign over doing an anthology right. series of movies like that. Because he's, he's so smart, and he, he, you know, he knows what he's doing. He's great. Um, but it's, it was always interesting, because that was one thing. I'm like, I'm never going to watch Halloween 3. <laughs> There's no Michael Myers. That's dumb. Like why even call it Halloween three? Call it something else, but it's great. Like when you go back and watch it now, it's it's a which fantastic is which film. is which also brings up uh, for me Friday right. the Thirteenth. Jason's not in the first movie mm-hmm. at all, right? And that's one of my favorite trivia yeah. questions for people. It's like who's the killer in Friday the Thirteenth, the original? And they're like, oh, Jason. Duh. I'm like, no. Nope, yeah, yeah, the whole the whole the first movie is just a revenge movie. You know, <laughs> you killed my boy. I'm gonna murder mm-hmm. all of y'all. You let him die. I'm gonna murder all of y'all. And then he cut. The second one and everyone associates that iconic hockey mask with jason but that didn't come up until what jason three friday the 13th yeah jason three and, and part three friday 13 three yeah and the second one was my i loved it because that uh burlap sack he used that yeah. only had one eye hole and in overalls like that was that was a thousand times scarier and, than uh, a hockey and, uh, dickie's uh <laughs> yeah onesie <laughs> uh, so yeah. so here's yeah. the big question for you for for you why horror why is horror mm. so such a big thing for you so funny enough i watched a documentary it's been about two months it was actually called why horror and it was a guy that, that interviewed people and, and went to all these conventions and and the question was like why why do you connect to this horror so much and I ask myself that sometimes too, because you know Lindsay certainly doesn't understand it. My, you know, my parents don't understand it. Like no one understands it, but for whatever reason, it resonates with me. And I don't know if it's because it was something where, when I was young, it, it's not something that I was allowed to watch. Um, I think that people do that a lot. Like I wasn't allowed to have this as a kid. And now I have it. Like I wasn't allowed to watch South Park as a kid, and I still don't <laughs> like South Park. Like it's it's just not my thing. I love the South Park movie, but. That's not something that I want to go back and say, look at me. I'm watching all these seasons of South Park, mom. It's just, it just doesn't appeal to me, but for whatever reason, horror did. And it's almost like it's a, some sort of, it's it's like an escape, I guess, from reality, which, which is what movies are intended to be anyways. But for whatever reason, horror just takes me away from everything more than, than, than other genres of film. And I'm so desensitized now. Right. Like, I, I, 
I watch these movies. Like there are some movies that I'm hesitant to watch, and there's still some movies that that bother me. One of the biggest things, if you kill oh, animals, right. like I'm out. Like I have a, my my five star rating system on the movie page is you lose a star if you kill <laughs> right. a dog or some sort of lovable cuddly creature. Um, that stuff bothers me, but the people getting murdered, like okay. Like I watched a movie today where an icicle went through a guy's head. And I'm like, <laughs> that sucks. But you know, if it was a dog, I'd be like, no, not the puppy. <laughs> like, I'm just so desensitized to that stuff now. Right. And horror just takes me away from you know bad days at work or financial woes or you know just just being down in the dumps. Like I can I can put in a horror movie and just escape all that stuff for an hour and a half, two right. hours. So now. Horror movies now have changed so much. Oh, I was gonna Go say ahead. so, so like okay. So for me, when I watch a horror movie, I want there to be not necessarily a positive ending, but I prefer the antagonist mm-hmm. to prevail. Like it always kind of bums me out when you know they've gone through all of this stuff and lose anyway. I don't know. I don't know yeah. how you feel about that. I mean, they're like the the ones that come to mind are the Rob Zombie, the Rob Zombie trilogy, House of a Thousand Corpses. Um, what was the second one? Um, Devil's Rejects, and then Devil's and then, Rejects, uh, Three from Hell, Three from Hell, and you know, I thought House of a Thousand Corpses with, by itself to me is unsatisfying, but when you put it with the trilogy. You know, because they get what they deserve. I think it's 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 maybe the morality in me is I want the person to get what they deserve. Like Halloween doesn't bother me that he lives because Laurie Strode lives. So as long as Laurie Strode's alive, it doesn't matter what Michael Myers does. When they lost me in Resurrection is when Laurie Strode dies. You can't yeah. kill the hero. Or I think it's the morality for sure because then it's you know anarchy or evil left unchecked <laughs> you know like um what's that drag me to yeah. hell um that movie was so good until the end <laughs> for me now some people might look at it and be yeah. like no that was it it had to happen that's the whole premise of the movie it was gonna it was an unavoidable consequence but to me mm-hmm. it's like well they, they should have found a way to avoid it <laughs> you know i i've tried to watch that movie four times I've never <laughs> succeeded and I love Sam Raimi I love Sam Raimi and I just I don't know what it is but I, I can't finish that movie I own it I'm looking at it right now <laughs> I'm going to try again but I think I think what you're saying I think the morality issue is what's coming to mind with you because when I look at House of a Thousand Corpses I'm you know sure I'm I'm rooting for Fat Chris Hardwick <laughs> and Dwight but at the same time, I'm rooting for Captain Spaulding and, and you know, right. Sherry Moon Zombie, too. Like, they're terrible, terrible people. But that movie's set up that, you know, it revolves around them. It's not uh, one victim throughout a series of movies. It's just them and their sense of violence. Right. And it's just what they do. But see, I think, so, I think um, um, God, why do I keep blanking? The second one, um, Devil's Rejects. I think Devil's, Devil's Rejects, Rejects redeems the first one. And I, if you watch them back to back, I think it becomes this, you know, the third one, it was it was okay. It was you know I get what you know they're trying to you know maybe milk a little more money. Maybe he had a little more. Sto- Rob Zombie had a little more story to tell. But if you put House of a Thousand Corpses with Devil's yeah. Rejects, it becomes a more complete movie <laughs> because and, and and it's not in the sense that you know because they you thought or what you thought the quote unquote die at the end you find out they don't. But 
they kind of get what they deserve eventually. It eventually comes to the yeah. point to where, you know, these three people didn't, you know, win out. Evil didn't rule ru- rule the day. Yeah, and, uh, you know, also I think I don't have an issue. Like, I couldn't watch uh, movie after movie after movie where it's a bad ending like that. But I I do enjoy those from time to time just because sometimes things don't work right. out like we want to. Sometimes good does not prevail over evil. And, and those movies personify that. And I, I like that. Um, a lot of this, the movies today, I think. So, like I said, I'm desensitized. Like, I can't. Movies don't necessarily scare me anymore. Like there, there, there may be some jump scares that'll get me, but movies don't scare me anymore. And a lot of movies now aren't even necessarily scary as they are uncomfortable. They like uncomfortable film is the new kind of like don't breathe horror genre now. Like don't breathe was was uncomfortable. That was a good. That was a great movie. Like the whole concept. But like Midsummer. Oh, hereditary <laughs> i said hereditary hereditary i always say it wrong. but you know yeah. like you've seen that one right so <laughs> spoilers um you know when she's got her head out the window and she meets the telephone pole <laughs> that completely caught me off guard yeah i was not expecting that at all yeah. and that wasn't scary that was uncomfortable the ending of that movie it was a little scary but it was more uncomfortable right. midsummer was the same thing it was uncomfortable like did you like the ending of that one? Because technically, I guess the good person won, right? You know, you know, that didn't bother me because I guess because the way it ended, it wasn't necessarily. I don't know how to explain it. I enjoyed that movie. I enjoyed it for the suspense that it built. And what they did was, and it's it's something that happens in movies and uh, we've talked about Scott Pilgrim versus the world before. And I've read comments where people hate that movie because they can't stand Scott Pilgrim. They don't think he's a likable hero. Unacceptable. Yeah. Well, they're wrong, <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but a hundred percent, they did a good job in that movie of making the people unlikable. So mm-hmm. you're not so much disappointed when they die. It's when somebody is, they create, they do a good job of crafting a character that you want to root for. And then they rip them away from you. That's when I get upset. It's like, you know, I've got so much emotionally invested to this, into this person and in the hopes that they're going to find a way to succeed. And then they're dead in midsummer. Everybody, mm-hmm. I kind of felt like everybody kind of got what they deserved. <laughs> yeah yeah you're not wrong um ari aster the director of that and hereditary is fantastic um i don't know if you've watched it so um the band i was working with the founded daddies love horror movies also so they like they love ari aster who directed midsummer like, have you seen uh, i think it's the strange thing about the strange thing about the johnsons no which was ari aster's first ever short film okay it may be <sighs> I've seen a lot of uh, messed up movies, messed up stuff. This is probably top 10. Um, it's only 30 minutes long. Oh, wow. Uh, it's on YouTube. You can watch it for free. So if you want some homework, watch The Strange Thing About the Johnsons on YouTube, <laughs> Ari Aster's first short film. You can thank me or curse at me later. Um, I'm not going to tell you what it's about, but let me tell you something. If it makes me uncomfortable, it's an uncomfortable movie. <laughs> you know, and it made me uncomfortable. And Ari Aster was asked, um, 
he was interviewed after making these movies. And the first question he was asked at this Q and a was, um, are you okay? <laughs> like <laughs> That's his movies. Like they're so messed up. And someone's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, it's like the, uh, it's like the, um, uh, human centipede trilogy. Mm-hmm. Which I've never okay. seen. So I've seen all three. Um, I, no, no pats on the back for me because that, it was the, okay. So the first one is not a terrible movie. The I think mm-hmm. the director even said he wanted to see how far he could push the boundaries. The first movie yeah. is suspenseful and scary and creepy. The whole premise—I mean, the, of course, the premise of the movie—if you don't know what it is, I'm not going to um, spoil that for you. But the the I premise mean, the name—if <laughs> you can't figure out by the name, <laughs> right. then come on. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, that whole premise is gross. But the whole you know mad scientist thing—it's it's kind of a a unique twist it's it it mixes kind of like the hostile idea of you know american travelers in a foreign country and they end up in the wrong place at the wrong time meets you know a mad scientist this doctor who's you know been basically shunned by his profession because his theory of the human centipede the second one is just some of the worst cinema i've ever seen because there's no point to it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I always there has to for me to, for a movie to take me away. Like you said, it's it's a movies are supposed to remove you from reality, and some of the hardest hitting movies are the movies that pull you into that reality. You know, yeah. that you become emotionally invested to the story, to the characters, and some horror movies do a really good job of that of pulling you in, and some movies do an incredible job of making you root for the villain of silence of the lambs hannibal lecter is a monster and you even talked about house of a thousand corpses you, you even talk about um the tv show with mads mickelson um oh mads is and, so good he's the best hannibal lecter out there don't <laughs> at me he is the best but they crafted that character so well that even though he's a monster you're kind of sympathetic to him like you're not upset movies like human centipede 2 and I think, again, it's still the director's purpose but to try to push the boundaries. But at some point, you're pushing the boundaries just for the sake of being gross. Like, how gross can I get right. before it becomes unacceptable? Uh, there's movies. The second one uh, is a guy who saw the movie and wants to recreate it himself. Yes, right? he's a you know, yeah. tortured guy, but he's wholly unlikable. The whole movie was shot in basically black and white because it's just so vile. And I mean, I've watched a little, like you said, I'm, I'm kind of desensitized to it. I didn't, I didn't get sick watching this movie. I didn't watch it and, you know, I'm, I watch it and my whole mindset is I can't get into this movie because there's no purpose to it. He's not making it because there's, you know, a big story to tell or a big picture. Uh, it's just, it's just making murder for the sake of murder. I mm-hmm. think, and I think that's like why I like the B movie so much is because yeah, there's the acting's not great, the story may not be great, but there's still a story there. There's still something they're trying to tell. Uh, the Saul movies, the Saul franchise, I think of that one, and I feel like they they got so carried away into the complexity of how they're going to murder people that they got away from what made the first Saul so great. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know if you like the original Saul movie, but the I love the first Saul, but it definitely went down yeah, the, after the, the the twist ending. I mean, that movie to me is kind of at the same 
level of surprise because a lot of times I watch something and I kind of see what's coming. It's not, it's a lot of times movies Mm -hmm. can be kind of predictable because it's hard to tell a new story with so many stories out there. Uh, But I kind of compare it to the sixth sense is when the twist happens, it's like, (gasps) like you take a step back and it's like, Oh my God, this is, that's brilliant. (laughs) But what happened in the sixth sense? Uh, that thing happened with the thing. Bruce Willis was the guy with hair the whole time. Oh yeah, yeah. He was, uh, you know, working his nine to five, just trying to get by. <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I think like horror movies for me, like you said, it's an escape. It's an escape from reality because I don't, I don't expect that stuff to be real. I don't like some of the stuff. So, but I think they, like you said, the eighties were just the the golden era for horror movies mm-hmm. because they weren't trying to be anything or or necessarily push boundaries i know a lot of those especially like hellraiser um the the you know um halloween to an extent as far as what they could get away with uh, nightmare on elm street when it started but like modern horror is kind of getting away from trying to tell this tell a good scary story like a story that you know you could tell around a campfire and still get the same response as seeing it on the movie they, it's gotten to the point to where like they're just trying to see what they can get away with instead of trying to make yeah. a sympathetic villain or a sympathetic hero like a, a lot of movies nowadays there's nobody to root for that being said the collection and the collector have that backwards the collector and the collection I think are great mm-hmm. movies that toe that line of murder porn where they're trying to kill, but it's, they've created this hero in the movies that you root for and they tell, it t- tells a complete story. So like, I, yeah. I love that. And I, I love that about horror comedy. I love comedy movies as well because you know, you have somebody to root for, but I think that's when horror movies become real special when good or bad, you have somebody to root for because even if the villain wins, I know I said earlier, I hate when the villain wins, but when they craft a villain so well, like Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs, when he gets away at the end of that movie, I'm okay with that because they've, they've made you sympathetic mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. Yeah. The horror movie, I, I definitely have a soft spot for the eighties and nineties, but horror movie today, um, they're just not quite the same. Villains aren't quite the same, except for like remakes, like um, the It remake. Yes. Um, are fan- yeah, it was absolutely. fantastic. Um, it too was fantastic. I, it, a lot of people hate it. I didn't like the ending of the movie, but the movie itself was great. Like, I, to me, horror today, if it's something I watch and then I'm immediately texting you, like, "Hey, have you seen this?" Right. or I'm trying to tell Lindsay about it while she's rolling her eyes, like me wanting to communicate that with somebody is when that movie affects me. And I do watch a lot these days. So, you know, it's hit or miss and the hits aren't that frequent sometimes, but there are still some fantastic movies out there um, that, that still make me feel that way. Still, you know, get me out of my own head. Yeah. I think that's what makes the, the eighties horror movies that so special is, you know, they crafted this, the suspense it wasn't about the horror the horror came because of the suspense now it just seems like the horror comes because they're trying to find ways to horrify you yeah yeah absolutely yeah um 
So we, this is our officially our longest podcast. I had a feeling it would be. Let's take a picture and put it in the scrapbook. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I kind of did too. This is gonna be our longest one until probably religion or the Christmas. <laughs> so like, I feel like those might run long too. Right. But that's fine. If you made it this far, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, we could go on and on and on. Um, but I guess we can put a pin in that for now. So <laughs> maybe we can do a be- horror be- part before two. we horror part two, part three, part four. Um. <laughs> Before we get into our usual goodbyes, um, if you're listening out there and you know what, I, you like horror movies too, uh, again, Sad Spaceman video on Facebook, you can keep up with what I'm watching. I can tell you if it's worth watching or not. <laughs> but to, to, to the 20 people listening, Kellen, if there's one movie, like don't think about it, just say it. One movie, horror movie that you think everybody listening should watch tonight or tomorrow, it is. Oh, what? God. Uh, it, uh, Go. 13 Ghosts. 13 guys. It's just, that's a good movie. I rewatched that recently. Um, I'm going with Creep. Oh, that is a slow burn. That is an excellent uh, slow, so slow burn. We watched that together. Yep. Well, I had already watched it, and then I made you watch it, and it was fantastic. And, the sec- and, and that's another one where the sequel was yeah. better, I think, than the original. Um, but if you haven't seen Creep, it's uh, found footage. It's Mark Duplass, who is famous for the league. Uh, he's been in a lot of stuff. He's fantastic in whatever he does, but. Um, it's a found footage movie with him. It's on Netflix still, I think. Um, I own it. I will gladly send it to you in the mail if you borrow <laughs> it. But uh, watch Creep and go watch 13 Ghosts too. I also have that. Um, but thank you for listening. You, know, you can follow us, subscribe, share. Um, all this fun content you're hearing on Facebook, facebook.com slash weirdos podcast. I think, we're gonna, I think we said we're going to start churning them out about once a yeah. week. Uh, we got a lot of exciting episodes coming up. So, uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, and I'm, I'm Jay. Kellen. And until next time, keep it weird. And it- keep it <laughs> weird. <laughs>